1: Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663.
0: That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. Welcome into Tomorrow
1: with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into
0: Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. For the weekend of Friday, December 18th, 2020, the weekend before Christmas weekend, it's our 25th year on the air. Welcome into Tomorrow. I am Dave Graveline. I am Chris Graveline. Ah, and with special thanks to the team who are still working very hard, even though from their various homes and places around the country, for that matter, Horatio in New York, Erasmo in South Beach, Kim in Coconut Creek, Beth in Naples... And Chris and I here in our Miami studios, we bring you into tomorrow as we cover the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, things available today and into tomorrow. And we're doing it from the Dexcom G6 studios. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit d e x c o m. A little bit of uh, tech news and commentary before we jump back to your call. Steve in Illinois, standing by.
2: Apparently, Google was jealous of the Amazon Web Services outage last
0: week. Yeah, yeah. (laughs)
2: Because they they suffered their own problems this past Monday and apparently had another slight outage, I think, on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Um, But on Monday, YouTube and other Google services went offline just after 7 a.m., Uh, Now the first sign of that problem for me was when I woke up and asked Alexa to make the air conditioning warmer, and her response was Nest is not responding. Which of course I've been kind of used to with Alexa because half the things lose their connection with Alexa. Yeah. Um, So being as lazy as I am, I reached for my phone so that I can open the Nest app, and the Nest app couldn't connect to the thermostat either because that was part of Google Services, which were owned by Google. (laughs) So I actually had to get up, out Um, of bed, and walk. No. So outside the bedroom door to change the thermostat. I mean, that was horrific. I'll bet it was. Hashtag first world problems.
0: Y- yeah. <laughs> Hashtag lazy Chris. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, but you solved it manually. Yeah. And then I used my low tech fingers. Couple of, a couple of hours later, they finally got back up yeah, Apparently
2: YouTube was out and some yeah. Gmail
0: services were out. <laughs> And everybody's got a Gmail account or 20. Yeah. So that had to be an issue for some people anyway. Uh-huh. Aye. Speaking of Google, when Google releases its rankings of the most searched words and phrases each year, there's often some variety. Well, this year, that wasn't necessarily the case. This year's list is all related to the topics that drove global headlines throughout the year. Wildfires, space flight, social justice and a certain virus about which you might have heard a thing or two about. But the folks from the while-you-were-working-smart brief discovered that layered between those keywords was a trend Google identified as new. People simply wanted to know why. So that was kind of a new Google search the, in droves. Well, that's pretty much this whole year wrapped up in one word. Yeah. I think <laughs> people basically could search 2020. 2020. Why? <laughs> <laughs> but that's interesting because, you know, nestled in all those other keywords basically was why. Because how often do you ask Google or, or Alexa or any alleged smart speaker why anything? You just want basic information. Yeah.
2: You I, know. Mean, I find myself asking
0: a lot of how to or how mm-hmm. do why, but
2: I don't really know. Or just what or anything. is
0: it going to or, you know, that kind of thing. But why? You don't really expect an answer. But a lot of people have been asking why. Oh. And I guess that'll continue. Yeah, I did ask Alexa one time why she was so stupid, and I think I got
2: some response. Like, I'm sorry, I can answer that right now or something.
0: <laughs> you know, but didn't you feel sorry for her, though, because she just didn't know? Oh, she yeah, couldn't I answer. i so sorry. I know. But she probably reported herself uh, to her improvement department. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good luck yeah.
2: but you know in that Google um their, their sort of end of the year thing they were saying that their their top searches were uh, for election results and coronavirus Kobe Bryant Joe Biden and stimulus check were like the most widely searched terms <laughs> oh, <great>. this year
0: <laughs> oh gosh I hope we yeah. get one again yeah that'd be nice it won't be nearly as good, but if nothing else maybe there'll be an opportunity there. yeah maybe. The Federal Trade Commission is asking some of the world's biggest social media and streaming video giants to hand over information regarding their privacy and data practices. This is good for us as consumers. The FTC is seeking to learn how the companies collect data on us users, how they decide which advertisement to show, aha, uh-huh, yeah, and how algorithms are used, among other information. The, the agency, of course, identified all of that in the statement. It's also seeking information about how the company's practices affect children and teenagers. The order was sent this past week to Facebook, WhatsApp, Snap, Twitter, Amazon, YouTube, TikTok owner ByteDance out of China, and Twitch, Reddit, and Discord. Stay tuned. We will keep you posted and informed because this could be very interesting. The FTC jumping in on that bandwagon and saying, oh, yeah, show us how you do that. First of all, how they determine which advertisements are shown to us. Well, we're not always listening, but if Chris is asking about a canoe and it's in earshot of Alexa, then she's going to offer him some ads for canoes.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, you know, of interesting and hearing, we, you know, we, uh, you and I were sort of attending the, the virtual CES press event this this past week. The Chinese electronic yeah. show virtual and, coming and up. And yeah. what I found most interesting, I think, of that whole press conference was um, Gary Shapiro was announcing, I guess, some of their panels and things they're going to be talking about. They're apparently going to have a panel with members, you know, like senior members of like Twitter and Facebook talking about the importance of privacy no. <laughs> in, in, ah. in, in social media. And I'm thinking... I had to do a Wait. double take when during that whole thing. Was
0: the title <laughs> followed by LOL? It, it, it must have been. It <laughs> had to have been because privacy and Twitter and that anti-social yeah, just, media I mean, stuff. I, that was
2: kind of the thing where I kind of had to rewind to make sure that I heard what I thought I heard. But yeah, so Jeez. that'll be interesting. We'll have to see what comes out of, uh, of that
0: talk at CES with these social media companies talking about the importance of privacy. I kept I see. seeing during this virtual press conference that CTA ran that uh, Shapiro was staring at the ceiling all the time, which must have been a monitor. Where he was looking at himself on camera, because he does that, uh, along with his, I'm using air quotes, books behind him on a shelf, and not looking at us in the camera all the time. And I thought, well, that was unnerving to begin with. But then again, I didn't want to be looking at him, so I yeah. didn't really care. But it was just weird. You know, you'd think by now, especially the guy who runs the Technology Association, would know to look at the camera, not look at yourself on the monitor. But he's got a feed as he goes. Yeah, so. well, but, you know, regardless of the group that actually puts the show on, it looks, yeah. like,
2: it looks like we'll have a lot of good stuff to talk about with some of the exhibitors yeah. and, and and things of the show. So we're tuned.
0: already lining up many interviews, most of them Zoom video interviews, so we can show you a lot of cool products being introduced early in the new year and great consumer tech to share with you. So do stay tuned because it'll be our 26th year on the air and covering these goodies, so we don't want you to miss
2: a minute of it. CES coverage will begin uh, January 15th, and going for those three weeks, we'll have all this coverage from CES. Used to, we used to say CES in Vegas, and I almost said that out of habit, but uh, yeah,
0: CES, Well, because it everywhere. was for all these years, it <laughs> yeah. was. And But now it's virtual CES, or all-digital CES, I think they're calling it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But they're already talking about planning the 2022 CES as being back to in-person and networking. So we'll see if we rub elbows with exhibitors and other media in another year plus or not.
2: Yeah. Honda is recalling over 1.4 million vehicles in the U.S. to repair drive shafts that can break, window switches that can overheat, and a software flaw. Uh oh. The software recall includes 737,000 Honda Accords from 2018 to 2020 and Honda Insights from 2019 and 2020. Whoa. Apparently, a programming flaw in the control computer can cause the rear camera, turn signals, and windshield wipers to malfunction.
0: (laughs) Oh, great. So, like, when you're going down the road, you might suddenly see the rear camera and think you're backing up? Yeah,
2: maybe. Oh, that's dangerous. So, uh, owners will be notified, apparently, in late January about when they should take their vehicles in for repairs. (laughs) So, if you have a Honda, stand by. Watch yeah. your mail for a recall, yeah, you know, and twenty years ago you never thought you 'd be having to take a
0: car in for a software recall, of course <laughs> or a, or even a rear view camera, yeah, so that 's going to be interesting we 'll see how that goes. Personalized Christmas lights from Twinkly and the portable Atmos FX projectors with seasonal images are among the smart holiday decorations on the market this year, even homeowners who wish to use decor from holidays past. ...can turn their devices into smart decorations with things like the Muros Wi-Fi smart plug, among other smart plugs. Uh, Google has them. uh, Leviton has them. Of course, Alexa. Amazon has them as well. And they all support, usually, Alexa, HomeKit, and, of course, Google Assistant. So you can have these smart plugs programmed to either turn on at dusk and stay on for X number of hours... Uh, or a, a given time, whatever you choose. But that makes life a lot easier, too. Make sure, though, if you're doing them outside, you're using these weatherproof smart plugs. Yeah
2: which apparently you know, are actually out this year. I was looking all over for them last year around Christmas time, and I couldn't find any on, on, you know, available. But I was actually looking this year, and there's finally tons of outdoor Wi-Fi smart plugs yeah. that are available. So,
0: As well, there should be, because if that's what kept some people from putting outside lights because they don't want to have to drag out an old mechanical timer that doesn't work half the time or is a pain to set, then use an outdoor weatherproof smart plug
2: i still didn't i still didn't buy one i'm still using my old-fashioned plug-in timer but you know
0: well you have to check maybe after christmas maybe they'll have a sale yeah well maybe santa will bring me one this year don't hold your breath okay it could happen but no i wouldn't hold your breath especially since the COVID. i try never to hold my breath yeah you shouldn't hold your breath there's enough trouble catching my breath usually (laughs) anyway did you uh, see the flame throwing drone that burned out a wasp nest in China I did. That oh my cool. gosh that I gotta admit that was pretty amazing and uh, and it can you imagine though know, having a flamethrower drone, but at least for those kinds of purposes. I mean this was a huge wasp I've, nest, and I've seen them in the past. there have been uh, utility companies
2: some, you know, in some parts of the world that use them to uh, if you get like a balloon or something that's stuck to a you know one of these high tension lines that you know you can send this drone up to sort of burn whatever's off that whatever's stuck
0: on the power line. This was pretty wild because this was a drone that was converted into a flying flamethrower in central China in a fiery campaign to eradicate more than a 100 wasp nests that were all in one particular tree. Blue Sky Rescue, a volunteer group that conducts search and rescue and other emergency work, teamed up with villagers in Zong County near the city of Chongqing, they raised 80,000 yuan, which is about 12,000 U.S. dollars, to buy a drone and equip it with a gasoline tank and an arm-length nozzle. Videos released by Sky by Blue Sky show a recent mission by the six-armed drone. It hovers above a hive as large as a suitcase before then swooping down. The drone operator flips the ignition switch, and the drone spits bursts of fire onto the hive. Okay, well,
2: Santa, forget the outdoor Wi-Fi plug. I want that for Christmas. <laughs> I don't think it's available.
0: No. We ha- we had a story several months ago about somebody that was allegedly going to market a drone flamethrower, and they caught all kinds of heck for it, and I don't think it ever came out.
2: I think Elon Musk should do it. I mean, his, his boring company already came out with that flamethrower that, you know, apparently went
0: viral. And yeah. So why not attach it to a drone? Heck, rockets and everything. <laughs> yeah. So it, it might as well do that. He's got a big flamethrower on the bottom of every rocket that he launches. Yeah, and he's got the money to do it. I
2: read somewhere uh, recently that he's on track to uh, surpass Jeff Bozo as the, Good. as the richest
0: man in the world. <laughs> yes, well, he should. He's at least doing some cool things. Especially with technology. So we wish him well. Plus, he's moving out of Silicon Valley,
2: (laughs) which is great. And I think the last word is Oracle is following them out of California
0: to Texas. Yeah. Too bad they're going to Austin. But, uh, you know, what the heck. Can't have everything. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, Florida has no income tax also. So we don't need any more people. Yeah. Well, they don't have to come here to Miami. They can just go to
2: Orlando, where it's not nearly crowded enough. Yeah, well, there's a whole lot of space around the Disney properties right now because they're
0: they're not seeing much. No, plus they've laid off everybody. So, yeah, there's not much there for anyone to – well, yeah. Oh, boy.
2: Twitter is shutting down Periscope, the live streaming app that it launched in 2015. Periscope has already stopped signing up new members and will apparently be removed from app stores in March of next year. In a blog post explaining its decision, Twitter said the app's path was unsustainable. Mm -hmm. They said, over the past couple of years, we've seen declining usage and know that the cost to support the app will only continue to go up over time. They also said that they would have made this decision sooner if it weren't for all the projects they reprioritized due to the events of 2020. So I do want to share
0: real quick before we get to our next phone call, um, Microsoft support and recovery assistant which has worked a couple of times in the past, but I went to use it the other day for some issue I had, I think, with Outlook. And I launched the Microsoft Support and Recovery Assistant. And I got, we're sorry, but something went wrong, and Support and Recovery Assistant is closing. You can try restarting the app. If that doesn't work, contact your Office 365 admin to help with your problem. So, when you try to launch the support and recovery assistant and it won't support or recover you, thank you, Microsoft. You know you're in trouble. That's sad. Plus, I'm the uh, Office 365 admin and I couldn't figure it out. Well, maybe you should ask Dave. Steve in Lake Villa, Illinois, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast. That way, he doesn't miss a minute of all three hours. And we love you for it, Steve, calling in using the Into Tomorrow app.
3: Hi, Chris. Hi, Dave. You're my tech gurus. So what happens is my friends have a tech question. They come to me because I can get them answers. So here's me asking the question because I couldn't get the answer this time. (laughs) I have a friend whose mother-in-law does not have cable or Wi-Fi, but she does have a smart TV. He wants to stream his YouTube videos from his phone to the TV. Can he do this without Wi-Fi in the house and the smart TV obviously not connected to Wi-Fi?
0: Well, Steve, we can't tell you for sure without more info, but it's almost certainly a no. How's that? Almost certainly a no. Uh, Depending on the phone your friend is using, it may be possible to connect it using a cable between the phone and the TV's HDMI port. But the smart functions of smart TVs typically assume and require Wi-Fi. Most smart TVs don't even feature any out-of-the-box mirroring for phones, so that's already a potential hurdle. But even the ones that do normally still require Wi-Fi.
2: Now, it may be possible to get around this by using the phone's own hotspot. Now, of course, that also depends on the specific phone, but he will still have to deal with mirroring not necessarily being a feature of the smart TV itself. And since most smart TVs have access to a YouTube app, the most viable solution might be to connect the T V to the phone's hotspot and rather than mirroring the video, just allow the TV to play it natively through its own app.
0: Yeah. Now, Steve, that might be the very best scenario if he's got some decent coverage, if he's got, you know, some decent service from his phone and then you know a little bit of bandwidth to be able to to handle some video probably can't do 4k almost assuredly, but if he's got enough and then that's a hotspot, but remember you're going to be paying for data. Usually over and above what you'd use. Yeah, because uh, I think we're both on T-Mobile and included in our phones. We get a hotspot,
2: but it's yeah. only, I believe, 2G speeds yeah. or, th- or maybe 3G that's included. If you want the the full LTE, we've got to pay extra. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind as well.
0: Yeah. Let us know what you end up doing because it'll certainly help other listeners, folks that have a similar concern or just might have an issue where occasionally when they maybe go to the to the winter cabin and they don't have internet, they could use their own phone but how it works for you might help others as well. We love it when listeners help other listeners. And we love it when you call us for the advice that we hopefully shared with you. Intotomorrow.com.
1: What if people with type one diabetes had the power to manage their condition without finger sticks to always know their glucose levels and where they're heading with just a glance at their smart device to customize alerts and alarms to help keep them in range. All this knowledge powered by a small wearable introducing the Dexcom G6 make knowledge your superpower for a list of compatible smart devices. Visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. This is Beth, and I'd like to remind you that there are lots of children out and about this holiday season. Please be kind, patient, and watch for little ones, especially while traveling on the road. Now back
2: for more Into Tomorrow.
0: Well, thank you, Beth. We appreciate that. I love this time of year for all the right reasons, but especially because we get to share our holiday messages with you. Not only our staff, but our listeners. And if you want to submit one, well, you should have done it by now. Although we still have time, Christmas weekend, New Year's weekend, we're all going to be around and giving you sh- fresh new shows. But we still could use your holiday greeting. I'm just in it for the spike dig at get the network Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't have because of social distancing. Right. So and everybody's scattered.
2: Well, the network. Christmas party will be you and me the, uh, and, and
0: the And everybody cafeteria. else on uh, Zoom. Yeah. And you have to supply your own spiked eggnog. Yeah. Well, I got no problem there. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> but if you would like to send us a little Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year's greeting, uh, you want to thank the troops, you want to thank law enforcement, you want to, as Beth did, remind us about kids being out and about and be careful, whatever. Or you just want to say, hey, Happy Holidays, guys and gals. What That's fine, too. Keep it under 30 seconds. We will add the music. And send it to us. And how does one do that best? With our uh, free Into Tomorrow app. There you go. It's very easy to do. Download the app, Into Tomorrow, in your favorite app store, and join us that way. You sound like you're right here in the studio with us. IntoTomorrow.com.
1: Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free, installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can, too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer.
4: 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid
1: in full within 12 months. Other conditions apply. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all
4: CDC guidelines. 800-296-1440.
0: Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in during our 25th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, all sorts of neat products and services, gadgets, gizmos, whatever the case, available today and Into Tomorrow. Aren't we clever? Thus the name of the show. And we're delighted when you call in and participate. Perhaps you've got a question, a comment, a concern, maybe help for another listener. Maybe you're still looking for some literal last-minute advice on a good consumer tech gift for the holidays. Whatever the case, we want to hear from you. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Our next guest is with a global technology leader dedicated to its precision technologies. And they do just that. A proud owner and user of their products for many, many years. The product manager for Consumer Inkjet with Epson America is Howl Yao. Howl, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? for having me on. I really appreciate it. It is a pleasure to have you. We thank you for spending a couple of minutes with us. And uh, it's really fascinating because... We have the opportunity to do a Zoom video interview, so if you're listening on the radio, perhaps in your car, don't be looking at the radio, but come and visit intotomorrow.com and see the video with Howell and some of the products that we're talking about on video, including, very cleverly, the one that you have over your shoulder. Gee, who would have thought to put an Epson printer in the background? (laughs) That's very clever. Uh, Tell me a little bit first about uh, Epson America, and then let's get into some of the new products that you guys have
3: sure um epson america well um our company is based on technology we're very good at developing core technologies and then building great products around those technologies so precision core is one of the our core technologies and that's what many of our consumer printers are based on Um, we have um been innovating in the space for a long long time uh, the latest of that is the the EcoTank printers which are uh, relatively new to the to, to the market really changing the game uh, with um, EcoTank printers which are completely cartridge-free, so they don't use ink cartridges at all. They yeah, have this is where we can, we, can, into them.
0: we can kiss those expensive cartridges goodbye, right? But we,
3: Ex- exactly. But exactly. we might
0: need to be careful and not tilt the printer. Not that you're going to do that. You're going to set it and forget <laughs> it and leave it there. But because you're actually putting ink in the printer and it's taking it from, I guess, reservoirs, right?
3: Exactly, exactly. So you fill them with ink bottles that are are really affordable and get you a lot of prints for each refill.
0: Ah, very cool. And that certainly is a way to go. I think people have been clamoring for something like that forever, you know, thinking, well, that's great. The cartridges are great, but then I've got to be buying all these cartridges. Why can't I just refill them? Well, you've solved that problem. What is Precision Core? You made reference to that early on. Mm -hmm. What does that mean?
3: So... Uh, this is one of the things that um, that Epson has that's that's d- very different from the, competi- the competition. So our Precision Core printhead technology works completely differently from the other major brands. They use thermal technology, which uses heat. We use what's called micro piezo technology, which is completely heat-free. Now, um, I won't get into all the technical weeds of that, but okay. the result of it is... Our precision core technology has the ability to place ink dots very, very precisely and very fast. It's so pre- precise, in fact, that we can even control the size of, of each dot. And, and these are very, very tiny dots, uh, of course. Uh, and all that together lets us get to um, fast speeds, outstanding print quality, and reliability in our printers. Wow, that's
0: fascinating. I mean, the fact yeah. that you can control the size of already very tiny dots uh, considers that thus the precision part of the precision mm-hmm. core.
3: And by the way, I also mentioned that the very same precision core printhead chips that we use in our uh, consumer printers are, are the ones that we use in our industrial and commercial printers that uh-huh. cost tens of thousands of dollars. So you can be sure that they're engineered to be really durable. Well, that's encouraging as well. Now, certainly with this
0: pandemic, I'm assuming that you guys, like many businesses, have seen certainly a dramatic demand for printers, an increase in demand uh, for various printers with folks that are doing a lot more work from home. Whether it's just homework, like school-related as well, or just that they're now having to do their business from home, either way, we need printers. I mean, we've been doing this show for twenty-five years. Twenty-five years ago, you know, the big discussion was, "Oh, a paperless society coming soon," and it, well, that never happened. In fact, it got more uh-huh. paper, not less paper. So, I can't imagine not being able to function without a good printer. But you've got to see, I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, an increase in printer needs, certainly.
3: Yeah, that, that's absolutely true. We've we've seen a really big increase in demand for printers like uh, the Workforce Pro models mm-hmm. that were recently launched uh, and really across our whole lineup of retail printers. Uh, there are a ton of people out there, j- just like me, who have to do their work printing from home now or have uh, to print lots of materials for their kids, and they need a more powerful printer to get that done. Um And uh, the the workforce pro models, like we were talking, like um, I was talking about in particular, are perfect for that. So are the eco tanks, Um, and really, we've we've been having trouble keeping them in stock ever uh, uh, ever since the pandemic hit.
0: Well, wow. well, that's kind of a good problem to have because folks are clamoring for them. By all means, we heard from several listeners early on when the kids had to be working from home as well for schooling, that were saying they they couldn't imagine not being able to to print schoolwork for them to work on or for the younger kids to print uh, coloring pages to keep them busy or something of that nature. So it it's almost always involving the need for a printer, which has got to warm the cockles of your heart.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure, and uh, you know that's that's hit me personally. I have I have two young kids that are uh, learning from home now f- full time. Uh, my wife and I are both working from home full time, and you know it was a honestly it was a clown show every day for a while there, um, and it wasn't very long before. We started to get really tired of using our dining table as an office. And uh, we also found really quickly that the printer that we had just wasn't keeping up with all the new printing that we had to do. So uh, I also upgraded um, our printer to something that's faster, uh, has bigger paper trays and a bigger display. And it, it really made a difference.
0: And I'm, a, I'm imagining that it's an Epson uh, Workforce Pro uh, that you upgraded yeah. to. And now, how has home tech, since you brought up uh, your wife mm-hmm. and the kids and so forth, how has it helped you and your family uh, with your daily routines, especially with both of you working from home now? Even the dog works from home.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, like I mentioned, um, we we've definitely come to rely a lot more on our our home technology. I've had to I've had to uh, to buy some stuff to uh, to create a, a home office that I didn't have before. So uh, that meant a, lo- a lot of new gadgets. And uh, again, uh, on the printing side, we saw really quickly that uh, the home printer that we have just just wasn't cutting it. So we upgraded that to more of a business printer. And um, I've really come to realize that anything that's slowing me down that I can eliminate from my day-to-day is a, is a big help Oh, in getting for sure.
0: by. Oh, and it does make perfect sense to, to think about that. The Workforce Pro line, if you would share with us uh, from Epson, what are some of the advantages and, and additional new features now that folks are, are absolutely able to take advantage of? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so we're always trying to, uh, we're always working on improving our technology um, with this new lineup. Uh, a lot of, uh, we've got, bigger displays in many of the models. We've got features like uh, auto two-sided print copy scan fax that used to be at a higher price point. We've brought that to a lower price point. Uh, But again, getting back to the core technology and what makes us different from the competition, it's, it's that precision core print head technology that really makes us stand out.
0: And I've noticed such things as with uh, automated uh, document feeders, for example. The scanning seems to me to be much faster than it was before as well. Uh, so that has increased with technology, too, which, again, makes everybody's life a lot easier. If you've got a bunch of pages to scan, you're not hovering over the printer saying, come on, let's go. It just does it and much faster than it used to.
3: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up scanning because the the new Workforce Pro lineup uh, has uh, something else that's different from the previous generation. It comes with our Scan Smart software, which is actually software that um, used to not be available with our printers. We only bundled it with our scanners, but now we're bringing them with our printers that have scan capability, and it's a it's a. Much more, much easier to use and more powerful than the software that we had before.
0: Oh, very helpful! And uh, tell me about the Epson Smart Panel app. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. new app that can help save a lot of time and, and make your life a lot easier, huh?
3: Of course. Um, so I, I want to use my phone for everything. Uh, so the the new Epson Smart Panel app is really exciting to me. Uh, it gives you a new way to access and control your printer through your phone or tablet. So you can do all sorts of things, like print photos uh, and documents directly from your phone. You can check ink levels uh, and, and a lot more. Um, you can even use the app to easily connect your printer to your Wi-Fi. So that's, that's another uh, great use for it. And uh, what's really great about it is that it's super intuitive and easy to use.
0: Yeah, totally.
3: Uh, I myself uh, use it a lot, actually, to print school stuff for my daughter, directly from my phone instead of having to go to the computer
0: and we hear from so many listeners that talk about i have such great pictures on my phone and i just how do i get them off of there or maybe i just want to print a couple well that sounds like a great way to do it if you've got an epson printer and now you've got the epson smart panel app available take advantage of these technologies and just Mm -hmm. do it right from your phone why wouldn't
3: you Exactly, exactly. Yeah, photo printing is, a, is another great example of, of using that. So, like you said, you can very easily print those photos right off of your, your mobile phone or your tablet.
0: Now, uh, Howell, as the product manager for Consumer Inkjet with Epson, what are you not doing yet? that maybe you can tease us into tomorrow with something that might be coming around the corner? Can you share any newer technologies with us that, you know, we're not there yet, but here's kind of one of the things we're working on or more?
3: Well, uh, nothing, no no breaking news to reveal today, but uh, I can share with you that uh, we are always expanding and improving our lineup, um, especially uh, there's a lot of focus on our EcoTank lineup. So um, we're, we, we've been and we'll continue to expand that portfolio to cover more and more use cases. Well, terrific. And uh, it makes me wonder, what are you not doing
0: now that needs to be done? Because you pretty much cover it all. So just keep that up. Keep up the good work, the Workforce Pro Models. There are so many to choose from. You do need to check them out. Epson.com. Talk about a perfect holiday gift. For someone, especially a last minute gift, run to the store and get them a new printer and allow them to do all the things they need to do scanning and especially if they're working from home or they got the kids at home, as you mentioned, how you know how you dealt with some of those issues as well. What a perfect opportunity. So we thank you for spending a few minutes with us. I look forward to chatting again, because Epson's always coming out with cool new things that we need to talk about.
3: Thank you so much, Dave. I uh, uh, Again, appreciate the time, and it was great talking to you.
0: It was our pleasure. I'm Dave Graveline, bringing you further into tomorrow. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network.
1: Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer.
4: 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. 800-296-1440. Again, that's 800-296-1440 interest accrues from date of purchase but is waived
1: if paid in full within 12 months other conditions apply we've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following
4: all cdc guidelines
0: 800-296-1440 dave hello from block island rhode island we're 12 miles out in the atlantic ocean off the rugged New England coast. Still, every time we hear your show, I feel as though we have been swept into tomorrow. Well, I hope not uh, in, in the literal sense, because it can get rough seas out there, 12 miles away from the mainland. Good heavens. But a really beautiful place when it snows, especially. So thank you, Holland. We appreciate that. And thank you for the holiday greetings. The same to you and yours. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of
2: Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. High-speed satellite internet available wherever you live or work. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to
0: 35000. So wait, I open my texting machine, and I... Put in, go to 35000, right. and just text the word radio. So I just type R-A-D-I-O. Yes. And hit send. Yes. And that's it. And it'll send you back a link with where you can get all the information you need. Oh, cool. Well, I, I think I will do that. I, why not?
1: Jump aboard the time machine. you got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History.
2: history, history, history,
1: history, history,
2: history. Here's Chris. Chris is history. history. Oh, I am? Okay. Bye. See ya. All right. uh, this week in 1938, Vladimir Zworykin of Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania, patented the Iconoscope television system. This was the first fully electronic system to replace the older mechanical systems that used spinning discs to capture light from a very single bright spot. Ah. Yes. Or a single very bright spot. You know, was I it? I tend to get my words backwards when I'm oh, reading Okay, just, a bright yeah. very spot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you could have just said,
4: I know nothing, nothing. Yeah,
2: that's pretty much me. Yeah. In 1947, the transistor was invented. In its original form, the transistor wasn't the tiny silicon component that we know today. It took up a lot of space in the lab in New Jersey where it was invented. Today, thousands of transistors can be packed into an incredibly minute space and used in every electronic application you can think of. Noodle alert! Yep. This week in 1951, EBR-1, or Experimental Breeder Reactor-1, ushered in a new era in nuclear history when it became the first reactor to generate usable amounts of electricity from nuclear energy. It accomplished this feat by lighting four light bulbs at the National Reactor Testing Station of Argonne National Laboratory in Butte County, Idaho. That's pretty much what I'm sure it sounded like. It probably did. You weren't there, so you don't know for sure, but it probably sounded a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. And this week in 1968, the crew of Apollo 8 entered into orbit around the moon, becoming the first humans to do so. They performed 10 lunar orbits and broadcast live TV pictures. That's our look back at this week in tech history brought to you by IFA in Berlin, the most significant trade show for consumer electronics and home appliances. For more info, visit ifa-berlin.com. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. History. Goodbye. Lee in Windsor, Ontario, listens on AM 800. CKLW sends the following email, and we thank you for identifying yourself and telling us how you listen and from where.
2: I have an iPad, but use this clunker computer with Windows XP. Um, It says Google Chrome updates can't be received because of this. Not concerned about much stuff because I only use this for home fun and not for banking. Just saying hi to family in Florida, etc. Should I be concerned when something pops up saying I have to replace the browser? I really don't want to pay for anything and have been okay for a long time.
0: Well, we don't blame you. And, Lee, it's not good. You're missing security updates and you're likely far more vulnerable than users on supported systems. Now, having said that, Microsoft stopped supporting XP way back in 2014 And Google dropped Chrome support for XP in 2016. So your situation is probably not about to change. You're not in a great place, but you haven't been for a while. So now if you're going to continue to use an operating system that old, you won't find many, if any, browsers that will still support it. Microsoft not supporting it either is probably a bigger problem for you. Yeah, now, with something that's been
2: out of date for so long, you'll probably notice that many parts of the modern Internet won't work for you either, and more will start to fail as time goes by. So you may want to think about buying a cheap replacement for that computer when you can, but you've been on an unsupported system for a long time already.
0: Now, these are the kind of things folks ask us frequently, should they just buy a Windows 10 license? Uh, you know, you can first run the little Microsoft free test to see if your machine as old as it is, will even support Windows 10, let alone if you don't want to pay for it.
2: Yeah, well, but it's, if you're just using this for, as you say, you know, saying hi to family in, in Florida, you're probably a prime candidate for something like a Chromebook. Yeah. You, you probably don't need this all this big processing power and, and storage space. So a Chromebook, which you can get for, you know, sometimes one or $200 even, mm-hmm. will probably be, do what you
0: need. Yeah, Lee, for what you're looking at and, and using it for, that's really the best idea. So ask Santa for a Chromebook. You've been good all, all year, I'm sure. And you're on the nice list as far as we're concerned. So treat yourself if you need to, but do think about that. More ideas for you at intotomorrow.com. Let's meet there, shall we?
2: Let's see. Christmas tree. Check. Little twinkly lights. Check. Family Christmas cards. Check. Shopping. Uh Uh-oh. I forgot about the shopping. Oh, no. The mall. The traffic. The people. The insanity. Oh, well. Online shopping. Here I come. Hi, this is Chris Graveline wishing you a somewhat stress-free holiday season and a very happy new year. Now, back to Into Tomorrow
0: with Santa's favorite elf. Well or Santa himself even. I was talking about myself. Oh yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well you should everyone should have seen your face because he's miming the entire thing while he's hearing it. And oh, then yeah. do it and then he did the home alone face, you know, oh shopping and you, yeah, it was kinda of funny. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I want I you to know. mime the rest of them for the rest of the show. Oh boy. So everybody stay tuned and imagine what Chris is doing. When he hears, perhaps, your holiday greeting that you've sent in.
2: You know, and I will say that online shopping is the best thing to happen to non-people people people in,
0: like, ever. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You've been preparing for this pandemic your entire life because you're so anti-social to begin with. Yeah. So it just works for you. Yeah, it's like, you know, with social media, I
2: do just enough social media so people know I'm not dead. Oh, gee. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. You mean anti-social media. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. Make knowledge your superpower for managing type 1 diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com.
0: Rich, somewhere in Canada, listening to us somehow because he didn't tell us any of those things. So if you're going to email us, please be sure and share that with us, okay? He asks the following question. Which is a better laptop, a 17-inch Lenovo or
2: a 17-inch Dell?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Rich, we can't tell from just the screen size. But in terms of reliability ratings, Dell is mostly beating Lenovo this year. If you had asked us last year, Lenovo would have mostly been beating Dell in the rankings. So you can take that with a grain of salt. Uh, It just kind of gives you an idea. Also, keep in mind that 17-inch laptop just refers to the size of the screen. But any modern 17-inch laptop will be a better laptop than a 2006 for example, 17-inch laptop or any two thousand dollars 17-inch laptop will outperform a seven hundred dollar 17-inch laptop. You kind of get the idea.
2: Yeah. So if you're looking at specific models, either may come out on top. Reliability ratings usually only look at the brand's issues across the board. Yeah. But if you're looking at specific machines, I say it all the time on this show. You know, go to Amazon.com.
0: Even if you don't buy from
2: Amazon, check the ratings. See what people are saying about the
0: each machine. Yeah and mind you keep in mind that they could be people that are plants that's normal so don't read just two or three you know scroll down maybe pick something in the middle pick something toward the bottom and just see what people are saying like i was very pleased with this it does everything i want okay terrific except that you know and then look at the the pros and the cons and see what happens because that really is a good way to do it and i like how chris says even if you don't buy it from Amazon, which is fine. At least they have that ratings capability where you get a lot of stuff. Look at the stars. If it's only got, what, two out of five? Is that kind of how they do? Yeah. Uh, then look elsewhere. Look at something else because there's a reason for that.
2: Yeah, I've been in, in a Target store and used the Amazon ratings to make my decision there. There you go. And while you're at it, visit intotomorrow.com.